Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Welcome back to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. Definitely in excess of three this week, but you know what? Who's going to fucking complain? Mm-hmm. Who's going to complain? <laughs> should we just uh, rename it to like the All Nerd podcast or something like that? No, you know what we should do? We should like name it like something that already is kind of a name, but then like do a slight deviation, like call it the IGM podcast, but then like. <laughs> like but then when people Confuse are like, the shit out of people. Yeah, just like, but is this like IGN? Like, ah, uh, no, it's a different IGN. But like, we already got your foot in the door. You're already fucking hooked. Like, you, you can't leave now. And then two IGN for all their money. Yeah, but like, yeah. IGN, you stole our name. Sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, with us as always, uh, Jamie and Dennis. Uh, Yo, how you? Hello. Doing? Yeah, uh, doing alive. fine. Yeah, live. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. We partook in the Great War of 2021, which was the pre-orders of the Steam Deck and uh, <laughs> Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smoothest pre-order ever. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you say that, but no joke, it actually kind of was pretty decent. Like, it wasn't like of the PS5 debacle. Or anything For like sure. That. Yeah. It actually was able to get one without... Fighting against bots. (laughs) Yeah, didn't have to, like, take on dudes one by one. Uh, And then also with us, as always, is Dungeon Daddy Lucas. I got my whips. I got my chains. I'm willing to uh, submiss this podcast. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, I'm Dungeon Daddy, right? So, yeah. Took a turn that I was not expecting. Uh, Okay. Took a turn into my dungeon. (laughs) This turned into like Dark Souls kinking or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Adam joins us. He's regular on Three Angry Nerds, but uh, you know, you don't just watch movies, Adam. You also play video games as well. That's I do. Awesome. I do also play games. So yeah, I was happy to, happy to be here, talk about gaming. Although now I'm a little uh, nervous what I got myself into with all this dungeon talk. So <laughs> That's why we do this twice a week instead of once a week. Yeah, because we can only we can only really like the listeners and ourselves can only really handle one episode 
uh, every two weeks. Otherwise, <laughs> well, no, no, much. handle Lucas once every two weeks. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about some video games. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of news this week. But uh, as always, we cover the no cost games that you can get for either free or part of a subscription plan if it's PlayStation Plus. Um, Epic, they've got their free games. Uh, this week, it's a game called Abduction and another one called Offworld Trading Colony. And yeah, that's that's not that, that, heard of the it. second one. Yeah, it looks like some kind of like RTS SimCity type stuff. Um, Abduction, they say it's from the creators of Mist, so. Oh, okay, I'm so guessing it's probably some obscure, ass. obtuse puzzles, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pretty, pretty looking game with a lot of puzzles you probably can't solve. Okay, yeah, I'll check it. <laughs> what was that? There was that one that uh, the guy behind, um, oh, fuck, it was like the messenger or the runner or something like that. There was like some kind of like game that was like a bunch of puzzles that I did not. The like. witness. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, far we looks at this and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't like these kind of games. I don't like feeling like an idiot, which these games will definitely make me feel like. So, <laughs> uh, I definitely I mean, need to go to the guides to help me through those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, claimed them. They're in my account. Will I ever probably install them? Probably not. I mean. Let's be real. Space is precious on my computer. I don't. I don't want to be installing these things. Uh, next <laughs> week, maybe slightly better. Defense Grid, The Awakening, uh, as well as World War One, Verdun, Western Front. Uh, Defense oh, Grid, Verdun. Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually played that. That's not bad. I actually remember when I saw this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember Dennis talking about this game at one point. So, yeah. Uh, Weird though it, oh okay never mind. I thought it was only for Mac, but it's for Windows as well. For some reason, I thought I read it as it was only for Mac, and I'm like, that's weird. But yeah, uh, but to Defense Grid is a tower defense game. Looks interesting enough. I think I remember playing that on Xbox 360 back in the day. Yeah, yeah. apparently it came out in 2008. So. Yeah. So timely been... release for a free game. <laughs> <laughs> 13 years later, we're giving it away yeah. for free guys. Actually, I think they gave this away for free already. Like a few <laughs> like months ago. Cause I remember I claimed it already. Let me see. Cause I think it'll show it as owned. Yeah. It's already in my library. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if you missed it, you can get defense grid again, but yeah. Verdun looks interesting though. Like a, realistic ish world war one game like can't wait to take five minutes to reload a gun that'll be exciting <laughs> um yeah so maybe not the strongest week for free games but uh hey you know what you can't complain they're free i guess yep okay well that's 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 it uh let's get on to the actual proper news valve this week blew up the industry, blew it up, destroyed it. They just wrecked havoc, wreaked havoc. Uh, they announced the Steam Deck as, as a handheld switch like console that you can play your Steam games on. Um, it 
is unlike most consoles is just running off a modified Linux OS. Uh, but apparently this Linux OX or OS can uh, play Windows games pretty seamlessly through some technology they have on there. So that's kind of interesting. But they say you can like fully replace the OS with whatever one you want. So if you wanted to install mm-hmm. like Windows 10 or something like that, you can do that no problem. Uh, it has a 780p display, but it will come with an optional um kind of dock that you can output to your TV or monitor that supports 4K or 8K. Now, I am kind of curious if that's going to be scaled or if that's just native 4K and maybe it's just scaled down for 780p. Mm. That I'm a little kind of curious about. But um, yeah, I think you probably will get to decide in the settings. Um, my guess is that's probably it. I mean, it's probably going to be like PC. You can choose the resolution, but I don't think it'll be able to play 4K games very well. Well, I'm just wondering, like, what the baseline uh, graphics card is capable of, if it's capable of 4K. Because mm. there's a difference between some that Got get it. scaled up and some that natively can just run 4K. Uh, mm. You know, just if it's native 4K, it will look a little bit better. Um, but yeah, comes in three pricing models. One's just like a regular 64 gigabyte. Uh, it was, I think, it was EEMC hard drive. Maybe Jamie can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think it was just an SSD, uh, but it yeah. Yeah, wasn't anything super. It, it, it was it was old old tech. Yes, <laughs> right. the The other two are like a 256 and 512 gigabyte model, and those are NVMe, which are NVMe. Yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of the, the industry standard nowadays. Most laptops gaming laptops will come with those like i know the acer predator that uh i do a lot of gaming on that runs in mvmb for its primary drive so um yeah uh this there's a 64 gig that's uh 399 usd um and then i think uh, i'm trying to do the math because i know uh I'm looking mm-hmm. at Canadian prices, but uh, yeah, six fifty nine Canadian for the two fifty six gigabyte, and then eight hundred nineteen for the five twelve. Um, yeah, I think well, uh, Jamie and Dennis, you both pre ordered yours. Uh, yes, I, I'm kind of curious because I looked at this, and a part of me is like, I don't need this and i'm still curious like what what got you excited for this when you first saw it like what about this where you're like oh my gosh need this the idea of being able to play uh like pc higher end pc games like on the toilet man that really did it for me (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah i don't know just it it looks like it's a really well-made device and uh you know like just just all the little details that they they were showing with like the thumbsticks they're supposed to be uh you know made to reduce the 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 chance of getting drift and uh it has like the thumb pads that you could use as like mouse uh trackball kind of thing it it just Mm -hmm. i don't know it it looks like it's they thought of everything that i I was thinking like man how would you do a pc handheld uh so i i don't know i'm i'm impressed uh with the construction and uh Hopefully it's as powerful as it looked like it was in, in the in the videos I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah I, I'm just a Valve fanboy. I buy everything <laughs> that come out. Uh, that's my only reason. No, that's not true. Um, I mean, even though it is true that I do own pretty much all the hardware they buy and I like them all. Uh, but yeah, like Jamie says, I think it's the tech there is just really impressive and I really want to have it. Um, I'm not even much of a handheld gamer. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think I will be after this just because it lets me play the games I already own. I don't have to buy new ones like the Switch. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There's just, again, like you said, I don't need it. I, I really don't. But, you know, I did end up a couple months ago buying like those stupid clips for controllers that hold your phone. <laughs> so I guess part of me still want to play a handheld game mode, even if it is around house. Yeah. Um, so I think this will do just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also too like I could see this doing well in that yes the console is a decent amount of cash down but like Steam almost always has sales and I right. think the sales for those are usually a lot less than what you pay on like a regular typical PS4, PS5, Xbox console whatever. So I think in the long run gaming on this would probably cost you less than it would cost on a typical console just because there's a lot of sales and if you're tracking those you could probably end up saving a good amount of money gaming on this than you could on the traditional consoles. So I kind of would be interested to see like if somebody could track that, like how much say you buy like 60 games or something like that. Like what is going to be the mm -hmm. cost for like a PS4 gamer compared to like someone who's playing this. So mm -hmm. um, also too, I think for me, it's the idea that uh, Microsoft is releasing their games day and date on steam for most, if not all, of their games. Um, hypothetically, if you installed Windows on this, you could probably run Game Pass as well. Um, mm, I'm, yeah, true. Someone will probably test this closer to when it's out, but you know, you could hypothetically do that. Uh, Adam, I know in our Slack, you were saying too, like, hey, somebody could install like Nintendo emulator on this and start playing some ROMs on there too, if you really want yeah. to. Like, you got yeah. some some PSP levels of uh, customization there. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of potential with this. And I think that's why I'm so excited for it is that like, once you get this, you can start, you could re you can install windows 10. You can do whatever the hell you want and just kind of make it your own uh, thing. So I think that's daunting for some people who are maybe not PC gamers by default, but I think for someone like me who plays around with PCs all the time, like, the, the possibilities are really exciting. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that it could really be like everything the Nintendo Switch is and more, given that it is a PC, basically. Yeah, you could have cool. all the Nintendo's library. Um, and, and I really think it's the perfect time for them to have announced this, too, because everyone was waiting on kind of this. Is there going to be like a Switch Pro kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And it ended up just being the Switch OLED. And so some people were kind of disappointed with the tech aspects of that. And now with this, it's like, this is kind of like that Switch Pro everyone's been wanting. And, you know, but you can play like AAA games on it too. So, yeah, it, it did feel like they were like waiting for Nintendo to just show off what they had. And then right. they're like, oh man, mm -hmm. we got them. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. got them. Totally. Yeah. Because that that price point for that lowest tier, it's it's a comparable uh, hard drive size, it's comparable screen size, everything yeah. about it is like, yeah, you know, the exact same thing. It's like fifty bucks more, and I can play some shit that's significantly more uh, you know, demanding on this console. Well, uh, so yeah. And Dennis touched on this, but 
you get this day one, you have your full Steam library that you can install on this. So mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about, oh, what kind of launch games am I going to get for this? You have whatever you've got in your Steam library, you know, for some people, including myself, like 200 plus games that you could just start playing day one. Like, that's mm -hmm. exciting. That, that's cool. Anyways. I, um, the only issue I have with this thing is the space. The same thing I had the issue with the PS4, the PS5, and all that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're not giving you, like, a terabyte or two. The games are mm -hmm. massive now. Right. But they so they said have... that it will support uh, mini SSD or something like, or mini uh, yeah. micro SSD yeah. or micro SD cards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but still, like you're talking still. about buying mm -hmm. a bunch of bunch of cards and everything like that. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm getting it now. Like gaming has become an issue. If you have slow ass internet, like I used to, like mm -hmm. you're talking hours of your life trying to install a game and reinstall a game, which is a pain in the ass. It's a minor inconvenience in a way. Yeah, but still, if you want to play like all these stuff and put all the stuff in your hard drive, Windows 10 and all that shit, there's only so much space you have. And yes, if you yeah. want to get a big space for it, you have to pay $900. So it's good. I think it's very well done. I think it's going to change the uh, gaming industry and console industry completely. They're going to have to compete with these people now and their sales for Steam. Yeah. But space thing, it's it's a thing with across all consoles, and it's still the same thing we see here. So I don't know. I, I hope one day space. somebody comes up with a two-terabyte thing. <laughs> So I don't have to worry about space anymore. Yeah. Got to exactly. buy that expansion mm -hmm. space, man. I think, too, like, another big thing about this, too, is the idea that, like, if you're going in on this and getting, like, the the, the different models, it I would break down for people who are wanting to make this investment, like, the value of the hard drives. Because, like, I did the math, and, like, the 64 gigabyte for what you're paying is not quite worth it. You end up paying, like, something like seven dollars per gigabyte whereas like the 256 one is a lot better it comes down to like around two three dollars a gigabyte and then the 512 comes out to around like a dollar something a gigabyte so it ends up being a lot better value for the um to the second and third tier but i think the third the first one is the one that's a little bit like a little bit not great i wouldn't buy the first one no i mean honestly i'd buy the max one if you're going to spend four ninety nine Canadian on this, spend the extra $150 and get the, the the next one up because it's already better value for you for your storage. Um, yeah, and you might want to get a micro SD. I, I think for now I'm I'm fine with just the 256 gigabytes. We'll see hey. how my storage needs go. Also, it's worth mm -hmm. noting that this will not have a built-in Ethernet connection, so everything's over Wi-Fi, which I guess for me is a little, yeah. Hmm. Um, apparently the, right. the dock that's coming out will have an ethernet port. So you can do that. So uh, that's kind of another thing too, is that there will be the dock that I, pres it looks like they're going to charge extra for They haven't confirmed that, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's included in your purchase. They definitely said it. It's no, separate. it's extra. Okay, I think yeah. it's sold separately. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't mind spending that because to output to 4k on your TV and to have that ethernet would be probably worth it depending on the price. So. And they did say it could work with any sort of like off-the-shelf docking station you could find too. Okay, so you so. could hypothetically just buy like any USB-C dock and just do that. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's Steam's console, and I I think uh, it, it's exciting. 
can't kind of can't wait to see what it is and you know we'll play around with it some more but uh yeah look, looks exciting and fun but that's not the only news this week uh ea play <laughs> is a event coming up and ea confirmed that there's no star wars announcements coming uh but they did say that there will be some announcements at star wars celebration next year so they are working on star wars stuff just not quite ready to talk about it uh, mm-hmm. i'm curious what they're working on my guess is probably battlefront 3 which has been rumors that the voice actors are all coming back and working on that uh and then probably a fallen order sequel because yeah i think they've said they're working on the fallen order 2 already yeah uh, or at least there is enough rumors about it um i am uh i'm still playing fallen order so no one spoil it for me please mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah no Fallen Order is great. I there's really lightsabers. Like, there's lightsabers. <laughs> yep. There's there's some force powers. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> there, there's 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 a big epic cameo by Yoda. No, just kidding. There's not. Damn it, Kurt. <laughs> Darn it. Um. Yeah. I I I kind of want to know what they're working on. I think if anything. They're gonna have to be careful now because they don't have the exclusive rights to make Star Wars games now. So yeah, I was gonna say like, isn't Ubisoft really? working on one and some other studios that yeah. give them some competition now? I'm hoping that means the quality of the games will be a little better for Star Wars around like everyone because they have to fight for it a little bit more. Kind of yeah. like when Madden was the only football game, like people just kind of st- they stopped trying as hard. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Like, I just want it where. Like just make decent games. Like just yeah. Like that's all I want. Just hopefully they that means that Battlefront Three is like a solid of a game. They kind of f- fucked it up with the second one. Like and the second one turned out to end up being a really great game after they got rid of all the microtransactions and other stuff. But kind of wondering like you know now when Battlefront Three comes out like are they like they have to really make sure that the first like launch of that the first couple of weeks are as solid as possible. So. We'll find out more, I guess, next year at Star Wars Celebration. Mm. That is that is good news. I did not know EA doesn't no longer has exclusive rights to Star Wars, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> as they say, like leave it to EA to ruin a good game. Yep. The <laughs> thing is, they they can make good games. Like Fallen yeah. Order was really good. Mm-hmm. Battlefront Two yeah. turned out to be a good game. I think they just get a little greedy and they put profits yeah. before. Um, Gameplay. Mm-hmm. So. But also, like, they had, like, so many Star Wars projects started that just got canceled. Like, it, yeah. It was yeah. Like, yeah, here's, like, a project about bounty hunters, and it's canceled. And yeah. they had, like, two or three other ones, I know, you know, in the last couple of years that they just shit-canned because they took too long or were too expensive or didn't like the direction. So, yeah, want, give it to someone else to make games. <laughs> I want id Software to make a new jedi knight game. a new oh man new dark forces jedi knight yeah that'd be yeah. great <laughs> like i've been uh playing through doom eternal again and i don't know why but the whole time playing that i'm like there's some fucking jedis and stormtroopers in this shit i fucking love that like <laughs> yeah just throwing that out into the universe hopefully it happens mm. um nickelodeon all-star brawl got announced it's uh a Smash Brothers type game with Nickelodeon characters. <laughs> Looks surprisingly awesome. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of shocked. Yeah. It's, uh, 
This reminded me of that. The, there was that PlayStation All-Stars yeah. Battle Royale. Because yep. they also mm-hmm. used the same like title, like All-Stars in it, too. So I was like, oh, that's odd. But yeah, yeah. definitely looks like Smash Brothers knockoff. I but. do love that they're going for the esports crowd in a game that has SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, right. Just... <laughs> Powder Toast Man. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it looks very much like Smash Brothers, like artistically and whatnot. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's some characters in this I just don't know, just because I'm not all full tol- or totally up to date on uh, everything Nickelodeon. But like, there's some characters from Red and Stimpy, the Wild Thornberry, SpongeBob SquarePants, Ninja Turtles. So there's there's quite a bit there. Um, kind of this looks. Like it could be kind of like a fun way to like play play with others and you know sort of get in with that kind of like Smash Brothers type crowd. So, and it uh, sounds like the online uh, is going to be significantly better than Smash Brothers. So there you go. Well, yeah, it's not <laughs> Nintendo, so they'll uh. <laughs> they'll put at least an effort into it. Yeah, uh, Lucas, you must be very excited. You you can play as the Ninja Turtles. I look at this. And then I said no. Really? <laughs> I I have a feeling that this is going to bomb. I, I don't know. Like, it has Ninja Turtles in it. I'm like, oh, cool, there's Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, I don't know. Did ever play, everybody play the Digimon battle thing back in PS1 days? It looks like that. It's, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It looks like you got, you'll, you'll get some fun under this. It depends on how much you pay for it, too. If it's like a full-on, like, $90 game, like a pre-order and you get $120 for like, you know, DLC characters, mm. probably going to wait for a sale, if anything, if we're going to buy this. Or a PS Plus free or whatever the hell. No, it's on Switch, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's on, I think it's on everything. I think it's Is on... it? Okay, I'll wait for a sale. It, it looks fun. I just... Eh, I'm, not, I'm not excited as I thought I was going to be about it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I watched it. I'm like, you know... I wonder what the price will be for if it's like a full seventy dollar game, or if it's gonna be like forty dollars. Because I don't know. I was looking mm-hmm. at this and I'm like, if this is seventy dollars, I might just skip it. But if it was like forty dollars, a little bit cheaper, maybe. I don't think. I think it depends on how big the roster is. Yeah, if yeah. it's uh, if it's gonna be a Smash Brothers uh, size roster, then maybe it'll be a little bit pricier. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Nickelodeon's got a pretty big library of IPs right. that they could throw in there. So, just but me, yeah, just give me Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh, you give Ren and Stimpy, but as like a duo, like not separately, but just like the like, like ice climbers. Yeah, like <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. I, I wonder though like how balanced all the characters are gonna be because like I know like that's something Smash Brothers does really well is that you you kind of you have a chance at winning no matter which character you choose yeah. but like I know with like the PlayStation all-stars one there were some characters that were really just overpowered than others um so I wonder like in this one of how well how well tuned it's gonna be like mm. in terms of all the kind of fight moves and or abilities and whatnot of the characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like with the Nickelodeon stuff too, like you have some stuff that's like, like I just wonder how they're going to like have any of this make sense. Like, are you going to put fucking Doug in? Like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, what would Doug have for oh, powers? Oh. 
If Doug goes in and pay this for ninety dollars, I here's my money now. If Doug's there, like, what would Doug even do? Whale man, man, fucking mope around. Like, are you gonna put the rugrats in there? Like, uh, what the fuck do you think this game even? Like, this just there's enough. There's a lot of potential here. Like, are you gonna put in the Legend of Korra characters and they're fighting Doug in a video game? Like, dope. like. You you can make this as fucking weird as you want. Sign me up. Your depression, Doug. <laughs> you could put Reptar in there, and he's be- biting Doug's head off. Like Reptar's in there. Oh, is he? Can oh, I get man. Mark Summers from Double Dare in it also? Because that would be great. I want them to like just get microphone. <laughs> weird and wild with this. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want it to not make any sense, but also be amazing. Um, yeah, like. Maybe you have Patrick Starr and he's beating the shit out of Doug. I don't know why everyone's just beating the shit out of Doug. Maybe because I just can't imagine Doug mm-hmm. being a character that would have any powers or anything. But uh. is it Code Next Door or Next Neighbors or whatever the hell it was? That's Nickelodeon too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, that's dude. I think that's Cartoon Network. Oh wait, yeah, is Next Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this is the potential to be the dumbest game ever, but. I, 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 I can't say I'm not in, intrigued by it, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure they're going to announce more of the roster and, you know, they know. said it's this year, right? Like, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just said oh, they'd have the fairly odd parents in there, probably. <laughs> hey, I, Arnold. I want like Doug to be like a character that is like the most unconventional character, but you give him like, I don't know like some weird powers or something. He has no offensive moves. He only like sits there and can uh, reflect moves back at other people. Oh, that'd be you know, cat and dog. I think Kate Arnold's in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got Arnold from Hey Arnold. Oh, he could like throw his football football head at people as an offensive power. There you go. (laughs) I just want to imagine like the, the, the development room for this and like people are like can we have jimmy note neutron fight characters from legend of quarter and they're like let's do it like let's go for it i mean yeah yeah uh kratos voice actor is gonna voice black panther in the upcoming Avengers dlc that's that's cool i'm just gonna imagine those five people that are still playing it be <laughs> yeah. excited oh man yeah I think I still have it installed on my PS4, so I could hypothetically play this. I I took the time to put it the PS5 version on my PS5, and then it ran out of space. So then I took it immediately off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I'm still waiting for something to bring me back into that game. And here, here's the thing: I thought maybe they'll add the Guardians of the Galaxy because I like those characters. And then wow. they're like, we're giving them their own game. I'm like, well, fuck you, Avengers. I guess I ain't playing you anymore. <laughs> I don't need you. But they do have that 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 Black Panther is like a full on DLC. So I mean, like it could be enough content to make me go back and check it out. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Um, Battlefield twenty four two is getting crossplay sort of. Uh, current gen platforms so PS PC PS five Xbox Series X slash S will be able to play each other. But if you have a PS four Xbox One, you'll be playing in then together so it's kind of cross play kind of not because there's still that generational thing but 
apparently they're saying it's because the player count on the newer versions will be higher than the ones on the PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, that makes sense. That so, makes sense. Right. So I think it's kind of cool that they're embracing this. Uh, you know, I think PC players will just destroy console players personally. But... Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, part of me is like, cool, but that's just going to turn into like a shit show when you've Can't... got a guy that's got like fucking an insane like cursor speed and he's just killing people left and right. Like, yeah. Can I do crossplay but exclude PC players if I'm playing on console so that I do not get creamed? Uh, that'd be great. I think so. Yeah, if I could select I like, only console crossplay, then that'd be great. If I have to do PC and console, it seems like, yeah, I would play on PC at that point. <laughs> and I also wonder if Call of Duty would adapt such a thing like. Actually, they might already. I don't know if they I mean, yeah, you could you could play Call of Duty cross platform. I play uh I play on my PS5 and my buddy plays on his PC usually, so Okay. Uh, yeah. They've had that for at least a year. Maybe okay. two. Well, possibly more of a reason to get excited for twenty forty two or not. I'm still a Call of Duty guy personally, so I don't know if I'm gonna play this, but we'll see how how it pans out. Uh, Netflix has hired Mike Verdu, a former EA and Facebook slash Oculus executive, as vice president of game development at Netflix. So okay, Netflix. So we're gonna games. making games. Are they gonna make games like like new IPs, or are they gonna make games based on Netflix shows? Is the question. We're gonna get. <laughs> I'm uh, probably games based on Netflix stuff. Like, yeah. Here's 15 Stranger Things games, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I they were saying too that like their goal is to have it where these games are all playable through Netflix, like just the app as is. So oh. that's kind of interesting. That like, it sounds like there won't be any like new hardware or anything. You could just use your PC or like hmm. consoles or even hell you're probably your smart tv and probably just play these games directly on there so that that's kind of interesting um that they're kind of turning netflix into more of a platform for games not really so much just platform for movies so but i wonder if they will have to hmm. charge more or increase the goddamn price again oh 100 percent. yeah they'll go up yeah. to like 30 dollars a month or some shit like that we like, have games now guys you gotta pay more i like, got oh, fuck you like yeah be like gotta pay 30 dollars a month so you can play as 11 the simulator and just <laughs> she gets nosebleeds all the time and that's it just press a to stop the nosebleed <sighs> Did, uh, did you guys see too? There, there was some like there was a rumor or some new evidence suggests that like Netflix and Sony might be partnering for a game streaming service. Interesting. There's like uh, there's like this data miner, uh, Steve Moser, who found he was kind of mining the Netflix app and he found like there's photos of like the DualSense controllers and I think also of like Ghost of Tsushima, and of kind of like the code name hmm. for their streaming platform for games that they're developing. So it's kind of like take with a grain of salt, but they might have Sony games or they might partner with Sony to launch this thing or something. That would make sense. Because, I mean, um, hypothetically, uh, they have PlayStation now, but it's not really that popular. So I can see somehow. I could see Netflix doing like, yeah, Game Pass type deal. That could be interesting. Uh, cool. Well, Hunt 
showdown adds Shrek's house. Yes, that's oh, right. To a map. Fuck Shrek. <laughs> what the fuck? Finally, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Who <laughs> wanted that? <laughs> I just want to imagine they had like a submitted idea form on their website. And one dude's just like, I trucked house to this game. <laughs> and they were like, well, you're in luck. One person. We're at a showdown. You're in luck. Yeah. One guy. Yeah. On the entire internet. Like who? Like okay, I read this and I thought I was maybe like I drank some bad water or something. I'm like, this is, there's no way that like the, this is true that they're adding Shrek's house to Hunt Showdown because Hunt Showdown's it. a thing about hunting monsters. So are you going to be hunting Shrek? Well, right. why not? Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. It, like if they had just added that as like an Easter egg, that's cool. The fact that if they felt the need to announce that they added it. Like, man, we put Shrek's house in there. Like, it seems like such a weird. Oh, right. What I want is like, you're going through the map and you f- hear this like faint song in the background. It's like somebody. Wants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Shrek is such a meme now. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, I mean, I could say this is unnecessary, but I think that kind of that that was already apparent. Like nobody needed Shrek's house in Hunt Showdown, but hey, you know what? If I can shoot Shrek in the face, sure. <laughs> Why not? <sighs> what a weird, weird development in a weird world. Um, less weird, I guess, is that Witcher Three Wild Hunt is getting some DLC. And it's Wait. oh yeah, yeah, the Netflix tie-ins. Yeah, so you're getting some Netflix skins and stuff. So that's that's cool, I guess. Uh, I assume it's more on the level of like the free ones that they put out when the game first came mm-hmm. out. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But hey, you get to play as Henry Cavill, Mister mm. <laughs> Superman <laughs> himself. I think I'm. I'm you okay. good? <laughs> I'm good. I don't. I don't. I. I you know. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm replaying Witcher Three. I don't know if I need need to play as Henry Cavill. I'm okay. It, it wouldn't have Henry's voice, I imagine, though. It would like oh, just 100%. be his face. Right. It's yeah. still <laughs> right. voice. Be a little. Yeah. But I, I, they're remastering the game for next gen. I hear too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I wonder how much more DLC they're going to add to this whole remaster. Yeah. It could be interesting. I could see them maybe adding like a third story DLC like they did with like Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. Like Yeah, because those are pretty be Like, let's be honest, Cyberpunk didn't it, it, it fucking it, it like bombed on arrival and I think yeah it would make sense for them to be like, let's go back to something we knew we know everyone loves, which is Witcher Three. And even just adding something to that will give them some good press which they desperately need right now so yeah i wonder how they're like divvying up the work over at cg cd product red though because like like how many people are working on this witcher game and then how many people are working on getting the next gen cyberpunk ready mm. like it seems they have a lot on their plate as a studio there was supposed to be mm-hmm. dlc for cyberpunk and honestly i don't know if we're ever going to see that because they're so busy right now just trying to get that game to a functional state that I don't know if we're ever going to see DLC or if it comes out, if people are even going to care, like statue of limitations. But after a certain while, people are just going to be like, I don't care. 
So, anyways, Witcher 3. Still a good game. Really good game. Uh, Alright, let's get on to what we've been playing. Uh, Jamie, why don't you start us off this week? What have you been playing? Sure. Uh, I couldn't remember if I had told... Last time we, we talked, if I had said that I had finished Ratchet and Clank. I don't think I did. So, I, I've been playing a little bit of Ratchet and Clank. I've finished it off. Um... I basically platinumed it and stopped playing it. Uh, but it was really enjoyable um, when I was finishing it. Uh, I I didn't think that it was like tedious to go through and, and level up all the guns and do all that other shit that I had to do to get the platinum. Uh, so yeah, I, I just I felt like I needed to finish it up, clear it off my, my uh, hard drive so I could have some space for some new games. Uh, but yeah, Ratchet & Clank was uh, very enjoyable. Um, Probably the the best looking next gen game that I've played so far. Like I think I said last time, um, and I I'm sticking with my original score of uh, ten out of ten. That's very good. Um, other than that, uh, I went back and I restarted uh, Kingdom Hearts three because I decided that I should probably finish that game. Uh, I don't know what made me want to play that, but I, I, I've been trying to go through my backlog and pick things here and there to try to get through. And that was the one I thought of playing. So, yeah, uh, it that game is still pretty good, but also the story is so fucking out there that, like, uh, it's just it's just so fucking out there. <laughs> um. It had been so long since I played the, the, through the intro uh, in that game that I had forgotten how ridiculous it is when it starts off. Uh, but yeah, like going through and playing through Toy Story with uh, Sora and Donald and Goofy was just fucking so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, the combat's still good in that game. Although I do think that there's like some spam of special attacks that I don't quite love that 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 they added in this one. Uh, so basically, like every time you attack, like enough uh, times with either like your regular weapon or magic, or your partner's attack too much, like you get like a little special attack that you could do with like hitting triangle on the controller, and uh, like it ranges from being like, oh, you do like a new form with your keyblade, and you can now do like better combos, and you get like a big finisher attack at the end, to oh, you're riding a ride at a theme park that shoots you know stuff at the bad guys, and uh, you know you can do like a special finisher for that as well. So like it gets to the point where like you just get those constantly and you're just like, okay, I hit three times and now I press triangle and I watch a cutscene while I'm fighting. So like I think the combat just gets kind of bogged down by that. Um which I don't love compared to like the older Kingdom Hearts games, but it's 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 fine. Like it just feels a little bit busy. Um but other than that, like the game's still pretty good. Like the story while being completely batshit off the walls stupid uh it is something i'm invested in so i'm trying to like just see it through the end um but yeah so kingdom hearts 3 uh it's as stupid as you probably think it is and i still think i give it like an 8 out of 10 um and i will finish it this time god damn it <laughs> um let's see what else i've been playing so I... other one what's that you didn't finish uh, the newer one the the one in 2019 yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts 3. That's it. Oh, that's okay. the newest one. Yeah. I didn't finish it. I, I gotten through, like, maybe half of it, and then I stopped playing it because I had just had my son, 
and uh, oh. I had no time. <laughs> so I was like, oh. yeah, I'll play something else. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I think I just got distracted by, by a newborn. Uh, so yeah, happens. then something else would come out. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. But yeah, it's it's good. It's just not uh, it's not great. I don't know. It's I'll have to get through it and see how it compares to the other two. I think Kingdom Hearts two is probably still going to be my favorite out of the series. Uh, but yeah, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the other things I've been playing, I played. Uh, I'll talk about Walking Dead first, I guess. Uh, so I picked up uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners on VR on the Oculus Quest 2. Um, it is pretty much a zombie, you know, FPS with questing and shit in it. It's kind of nuts, like, how much is in it uh, as far as, like, content. I was expecting, you know, something that would be on the Oculus Quest 2 to be kind of like a more stripped-down experience. But it is 100% like a AAA, like like full-on uh adventure style like fps where you have mm. a central hub you're going out to other areas to do some quests and 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 help some people out and you get rewards and there's all sorts of like inventory management and shit like that like it's it's crazy how much is in this game i was not really thinking it was going to be uh that in depth uh, so like I've, I've I've only played through maybe like two hours of it um, so far, but the uh, the controls are pretty intuitive. I think it's kind of neat. They do some some cool stuff with uh, you know uh, item management. You have to like <clears throat> holster your guns on the sides of your of your hips, or you can like pull like a two handed weapon off your back, or you can have a backpack on the other side that you can like pull off and like flip through to get items out of it. Um, the the zombies in the game react to your microphone. So, like, if you're playing and you, like, oh. whistle, they'll come and start walking at you, which I thought was, like, fucking awesome, like, little detail that they threw in there. So I was, like, sitting in, like, hiding behind a car, and I could, like, whistle and draw, like, a walker towards me and then just jump out and stab him in the head, uh, which felt pretty satisfying. Uh, so, like, little things like that I found kind of cool. Uh the hand uh, tracking and everything is pretty good in it. Uh, it feels a little laggy behind like your actual controllers, but it mostly feels pretty solid. Uh, the 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 stabbing of zombies in the head is pretty satisfying uh, with the feedback on the on the Oculus controller. So it it felt like you're actually you know making contact with them a little bit, which is good. Uh, let's see what else. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It like graphically, it's not like the most impressive thing on the Quest Two. I think the PC version that you can get that uh, you run off of like an actual uh, PC uh, is a little bit better in the graphical fidelity, but it it looks fine enough on on the Quest, um, which is pretty impressive considering the hardware's. You know, it's fine, but it's not anything close to what they're running on on a, on a VR PC. Um, yeah, like the the little details, like I said, like the whistle, the microphone uh, picking up stuff. There's like a time of day component to the game where you have to do things before nightfall, and if you don't, you get you have to make it back through like a horde of zombies. All these little things have added up to to a really nice experience, and it's it's totally like a triple A quality uh, 
like experience. And I think that it's a little bit more expensive because I think it's 40 bucks. Okay. Which for VR games is a little high, but they totally mm-hmm. like give you your bang for your buck. I think it's from what I've been seeing, it's like more like on the Half Life Alex level of uh, you know what you're getting for that money, which is good. Um, but yeah, I totally love it, and uh, I would recommend it. Uh, I think I'm giving it like an eight out of ten so far, maybe nine out of ten. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you have a Oculus Quest. Nice. Um, yeah. The last thing I've been playing, uh, it was uh, Zelda Skyward Sword HD, which came out uh, on Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's the same game that they put out uh, 10 years ago. Uh, there's some quality of life improvements that they added to it. Uh, I'm trying to remember what some of those were, but I think for, for the most part, it's uh, they, they took the ability to play the game without motion controls and threw that in there which is kind of kind of nice to have um because the original was just a wii game and you had to play with the wiimote and the nunchuck uh now you can play it with a regular pro controller or you know a couple of joy cons attached to the switch Mm. uh and then you use like the right stick to kind of control the sword uh motions and some other things like that so yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine. I honestly think that the the non motion controls feel a little clunkier because um, I did play as both uh, the the uh, motion controls and the non motion controls, and I thought camera controls with the uh, non motion controls kind of sucked because you have to like do some weird button holding down on the L trigger or yeah, I think it's L trigger. Uh, you have to hold that down and then move the right stick to like look around with the camera, which feels kind of janky. Um, yeah. And then with the with the Joy Cons, if you're using them like as motion controls, you just kind of use the right stick while you're flicking it around. Um, the motion controls, I had a little bit of a complaint that they just kind of always had to be reset. Uh, like it just felt like it gets out of sync really easily. Um, mm. So you have to like point it at the at the screen and then press the Y button. It'll kind of recenter it. Uh, which, yeah, that works fine. It just gets a little tedious to have to reset it every, you know, encounter that you have. Um, but yeah, aside from those little things here and there, like, it's pretty much the same game that, that uh, they put out, you know, 10 years ago. There's Zelda dungeons in it. There's Zelda uh, Village with, you know, quests, little side quests to find. There's all sorts of chests and everything. All that stuff that you you know, look for in a game that has Link on it is is here. Um, I think it's interesting going back and playing this now after playing Breath of the Wild to see how much of the shit in Breath of the Wild started off as a, as a system in this game. Mm. Uh, because this is the first game they had stamina. This is the first game that they had, you know, some crafting stuff where you'd get components and you'd have to, like, use those to, like, build stuff. Uh, so it, it's, it's kind of neat to see, like, hey, this totally is evolved into something that was really awesome in breath of the wild. Uh, and yeah, like it's, it's supposed to be canonically the first Zelda game. Uh, like as far as like the story timeline goes. Um, and it's, it's interesting cause it's, it's a little bit unique. I think in, in that, uh, it, the other Zelda games, um, don't always focus as much on Zelda. It's more of just like links thing. This, this has a lot of actually, uh, making Zelda an integral part to the story, which is kind of neat. So 
Uh, I highly recommend if you have not played this this entry that it's uh, worth checking out. Um, it's not exactly my favorite in this series, but it's definitely uh, enjoyable. So I think I would give it a eight and a half out of ten, with some points being deducted just because the the controls kind of get a little iffy here and there. But uh, yeah, I'll keep playing through it and see if there's anything else they've added that I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so far really enjoying it. Nice. I might as well go okay. next because I also I've been playing Skyward Sword HD and yeah it's it's interesting because I do agree with you about the controls it's it's really wonky I did try both the motion controls and the standard controls and as much as the standard controls I think are probably the better way to play there's still some issues that I had with it particularly yeah the camera the camera is really fidgety like you have to press i think it's the left trigger to reset the camera so you have to do that every so often just to kind of reset the camera and it feels very archaic like it feels like something i was doing back in like the gamecube n64 days like it, it just seems weird that the camera doesn't manage itself better but um yeah I I also too I I do I'm gonna get my complaints out of the way first I I do I the visuals they are better but not by a hugely significant margin like this doesn't feel like a huge vast step forward for the visuals and mind you you know these the, this game is not too old but it definitely kind of feels like there's spots in the visuals that don't quite uh feel up to snuff for regular like nintendo re-releases it's um, it's crazy how like they went with that art style that like watercolor because i think back in the day on the wii like they needed to use some lower res textures because that thing you know obviously was a little underpowered and i think they got a really cool look from it uh yeah. but yeah looking at it now it just looks like the textures needed to be upscaled a little bit more or something, right? Yeah, like I just the textures felt pretty off and pretty just honestly static and boring. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh that being said, I I do think there's some stuff about this that I really enjoyed. The sword play is really interesting because instead of just a standard press this button to attack, you use the right thumbstick to use your sword. Um, and that I found was actually really interesting to, uh, use it to like either hold it up to the light or to, you know, do different slashes and thrusts. Like there's a lot of ways that it incorporates the thumbstick into using the sword that I thought was really interesting and really kind of, uh, an inventive way to sort of use the sword, um, I, I do also think too that a lot of the just kind of like stuff with the uh, bird. I forget the name of the bird, but like oh yeah, the goat. What is the hell is it called? Something wing. I can't think of their names. Yeah, there's some flying thing that you can fly around on. I forget the name. I'm so sorry, but uh, that is really cool. I did enjoy that. Like there were some moments in that that I was like, okay, that's kind of fun and exciting. Um, so it's something that's a little different for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm still a little early days, early hours on it because like I got to the point where link just got his green tunic. So, Oh man, 
that intro is so slow and that is one of the things i forgot to complain about that too i had forgotten how yeah. how long it takes you to get going in that game it's like an hour and a half of just fucking tutorial bullshit yeah rough <laughs> it's 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 on the longer side of things for sure yeah um yeah that being said i i do think there's a good game here i think it's not my favorite in the franchise by a long shot yeah uh, i really wanted a wind waker hd but you know what we gotta we gotta deal with what we got uh <laughs> i i would give this an eight out of ten so far uh I, I do think it's good i think there are some things that nag about it that kind of drag it down but um I, I think if you're a Zelda fan, this is probably one of the deeper cuts that you can probably explore if you haven't already and and try it out. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's by no means perfect. Uh, what else have I been playing? Uh, FTL, been playing through that. I have most, I have playthroughs with most of the ships complete now. I think there's the latest ship, which is like the one where they have no oxygen. So. I haven't quite figured out a strategy for those ships yet that work. So I'm cracking, cracking away at that. Um, Doom Eternal. I have been replaying the DLC because I played through the DLC on a harder difficulty, but I wanted to play through on Ultra Nightmare. I've beaten Ancient Gods 1 on Ultra Nightmare. I did that nice. yesterday. And fuck, it's hard. Man. Like, the base game on ultra nightmare is already hard enough but then in the dlc like there's points where you have to fight two marauders and no and <laughs> when you're doing that on wow. ultra nightmare jesus christ that's like yeah no that I, sounds like a terrible time i was having an anxious <laughs> of just trying to like i'm like don't kill me uh but i managed to beat it uh and yeah i was very surprised because there was a because with ultra nightmare i think it's just one one death and you're dead like that's it like you have to oh. restart if you if you die so uh yeah very very lucky that i was able to beat it but uh yeah uh i'm gonna try to do turtle gods 2 on ultra nightmare and i already know it's gonna be a tough go because the end boss of that dlc is one of the hardest bosses in all of gaming, the Dark Lord. Uh, mm. I'm not looking forward to that, so I have to mentally prepare myself. Um, I did play more of Devil May Cry 5 after I inadvertently beat the game at its first boss. Um, yeah. I, I was like, okay, don't fight this boss. You have to lose to this boss. Um, yeah, I... Now that I'm getting into the game, there's some really cool stuff. The combat's great. The visuals are great. I still haven't gotten to the point where I have Dante. I'm still playing as Nero, I think his name is. And I don't think he's the greatest protagonist. Um, but, mm. yeah. There's some cool stuff with, like, robot arms and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I'd give it, like, a really solid 9 out of 10. I just don't like Nero as a character. He, he, he kind of sucks. Uh, I've decided to replay Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Uh, just, I don't know. I was like, kind of want a big, fun, open world game. Fun in quote marks, because I don't know if <laughs> Witcher is like fun per se, but, uh, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to play Skyrim again, Fallout and all that stuff. I'd rather play something like Witcher 3 and yeah, it's fun. I've been just, I usually in the past I've done like an oils build so like really heavy on like the combat yeah. and stuff which honestly is like a fun way to i think if you're playing it's like 
that's a good way to play because you're going to get into a lot of encounters that you can beat relatively easily with the oils. This one I'm going with the magic. Uh, I think I don't know if, what the proper name in the lore is for the magic, but I'm using magic and sword play. Um, and yeah, I got my fire spell leveled up quite a bit, so I'm just spewing flames at people, which is kind of fun. There's one point mm -hmm. where like a bar brawl breaks out, and I was just like putting everyone on fire, and that was fine because it went to a cutscene, and like the cutscene just played out regularly, but meanwhile, like everyone in the background is just on fire, and I'm like. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, Halo: The Master Chief Collection. I did play a little bit of that. I was playing some Halo Two Remastered multiplayer. I still say that that collection is probably some of the best value in gaming. Like for all the games you get and all the single player and multiplayer. Like, I think it's on sale right now on Steam for like twenty bucks. Like, yep. highly recommend it. If you twenty wow. bucks for like four or five games and their multiplayers and DLCs and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, I want to play more. I think I might play some Halo three multiplayer next. Cause I, I really like that one too. And then finally Hearthstone still playing, still chugging away. Uh, I'm getting pretty high up on the leaderboard with a deck that I hate more than anything. Cause I feel like <laughs> I should not be beating people with this deck. It's, it's a shaman build that goes heavily into um, elementals and like synergies with that, but it's easy enough to like get output of damage output of like 10 damage per turn by like turn four or five. And you just quickly overwhelm your opponent with some damage very early on. And usually by the time they get to like turn five or six, you've already dealt like 10, 15, maybe even 20 damage to their face. And they're just like, like, how do I handle? How do I do this? Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't feel good about playing this build. I think I was telling uh, Lucas this, but like sometimes you play builds that you're just like, I don't feel, mm -hmm. I don't feel good playing this build. Oh, you're shaman build. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't feel good playing this. I feel like I've definitely like cheated a system somewhat, but same time too. Uh, I'm winning. I'm climbing the ladder. So I guess that's what 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 you got to do sometimes uh that's what i've been playing let's let's go with uh you lucas speaking of hearthstone what do you been playing oh well i've been playing hearthstone yeah i've been playing that that's been good uh let's see so i finished i'm started playing legend of zelda uh oracle or seasons of time or something like that that's a good game okay yeah yeah that's mm. good that the Game Boy uh, one, right? Yeah, um, I bought it on the. I have a 3DS. I bought it, so I bought that. Nice. Um, started my Nuzlocke on Pokemon Heart Gold now, and I caught a shiny thing. Nice. A shiny, shiny. Uh, what's Weeping Bells? Freaking before it. Oh, Sprout. Bell Sprout. Bell Sprout. Shiny Bell Sprout. That's it. Wow. I called gold, so because okay. it shines gold. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I finished Far Cry Five, and that was good. I liked Far Cry Five. Yeah. Uh, and then I started playing Far Cry New Dawn and started trying to finish that. And you can already hear that I'm absolutely fucking upset. So the bosses can go fuck themselves. <laughs> the last bosses are bullet sponges, and I literally like the whole entire game. You can literally go through a rocket launcher and, and like your gold 
type lock, rocket launcher. There's levels of your weapons now. You can kill everybody basically in one shot. I literally put in probably... I, I probably went to the American army and like said, could I borrow all your fucking bullets and shot these people and they still didn't fucking die. <laughs> Holy shit. Fuck you freaking who made Far Cry. What the fuck it was? <laughs> Ubisoft. Fuck you. Stupid bullshit. And then there's these tack dogs. So you go around. The tack dogs want to eat you at the same time. And these bullet sponges are... Oh, man. I spent two... Two hours last night. And then I had to, like, somehow, like, be that dick and, like, hide behind something and, like, make it glitch the game out to fuck so I could just sit there and load on these people and they couldn't kill me and I couldn't kill them for, like, a half an hour. Like, the, the whole... Oh, fuck that game. Negative three out of ten. That game <laughs> shit now. Negative three. Um, <laughs> yeah, that game was shit. Uh, what else did I play? There was something else. Um, that's about it. I don't think there's anything else besides I'm playing Hearthstone, that stuff like that. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I, I'm good. In my head. <laughs> oh, right, that's the one thing I want to talk about. I I un pre-ordered Diablo two. I found it was not couch co-op, and I was like, I'm not oh. playing that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. You told me about that last night. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm okay with online co-op, but yeah, I think like there's certainly something to be said for because you had it on consoles, right? Yeah, I have on my PC. Why would I? Like, that's why I was excited for. I'm like, sweet, well, you'll upgraded graphics. That's great too. But like, 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 I already have a lot of those kind of games. I want a couch co-op. I want to sit beside, you know, whoever I'm playing with at that time and like, you know, play. It's great. We, yeah. like, I can play it on the PC. I can do it that way. I, mm. It's probably the same game and the same levels anyway. So who, what does it matter? Yeah. No, it is for, it's just a remaster of, that, of Diablo two. So yeah, not nothing really new, but oh. yeah, we talked about it. I didn't know if we talked about Diablo two, not having, couch co-op or not but when i looked on the pre-order i said it's one player i'm like no i no i'm done i can't you do it for diablo 3 but you can't do it for diablo 2 nah yeah cool uh dennis what have you been playing these days i i haven't really been playing a lot of new games because i've been finishing the ones that i was playing like trying and things like that which i did but I did try uh, start playing Children of Morda, which is actually really solid. It's uh, by 11-Bit Studios, which are uh, the folks who made um, the other game I was playing, uh, Moonlighter. But this looks like pretty much a completely different game. It's still pixel art. It's a sort of a top-down, I guess, twin-stick shooter-ish uh, roguelite that is sort of story-driven. And also, um, man, I'm trying to think of more words, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's, you know, one of those like indie games that you kind of just see around and it sort of looks a lot like other indie games, but the art style is really good. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it really, it's like pixel art, but it really feels like it's like alive, the subtle animations of like, you know, if you think of it like a tree, like it'll might like wave in the wind a little bit and things like that. But the whole thing is just like visually is is stunning. It's just 
best pixel art I've seen really in a long time in any game. And the gameplay is really solid too. I mean, it's it's a roguelite. It's sort of a dungeon crawler. That was the other word I was looking for, where you kind of just go through dungeons um, and uh, you have some characters to choose from, but you slowly unlock them as you play through the story. So you'll start off with just a normal dude with a shield and a sword, and then eventually you'll get an archer, and then if you play more, you'll get some more other, like I guess, classes, but they're characters from this one family. Uh, I think they're called Bergsons or Bergesons. I can't remember, but they're basically like this like ancient family who's lived in this very mysterious land called Morta and, um, or I think maybe it's called Rhea. And then Morta is like this mountain that they live near where this sort of corruption is starting to come from and it's destroying, you know, basically their world as they know it. And they have to go, uh, apparently they're like guardians in this world and they've as a family they've done this over and over again and it's just another cycle that happens so now they have to go on these quests and you know so yeah that's sort of the story um there's like a lot of characters within this family in the menus it basically is like a nice um overhead view of a house and you see all the individual rooms and all the characters you can kind of see them sort of just like doing something on their own and sometimes as you you know, play through a dungeon and die, uh, you unlock some more, like, a story. And it could either be, like, a full-on cutscene, um, which are also really well done because everything is, like, narrated. So think, like, Bastion-style narration. It's really well done. Nice. Um, the characters themselves don't really speak. All of it is just, like, text over their heads. But everything is narrated. So it really does feel like you're being told really cool, like, mystical stories um so yeah so far very much enjoying it gameplay is really solid um all the attacks and everything feels like there's like a punch so it's really satisfying to hit there the gun dungeon crawling aspect is nice there's sort of like rooms uh that once you you know stand over a stone it unlocks the next room but the rooms are all sort of auto generated like um in the first sort of area i'm playing right now is uh, the caves um and the enemy types are different for each area um and you you know sometimes have to keep an eye out for like dead bodies because sometimes you can loot things which allow you to open up chests there's even mini games in the dungeons and for example i had to play like pong <laughs> really weirdly uh, it was like the game of the gods or something and if you play it and you beat it and you get like another buff for your run um things like that so I think so far it's really good. Uh, there's like individual character skill trees as well. So you can get special attacks or upgrade uh, your thing. Uh, there's like a group wide stats upgrade as well. Uh, so you can get faster movement speed, health, uh, or like just general attack damage or something like that. Um, so yeah, so far really solid. I've been really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Maybe talk a little more next time because I literally just started this game. So I don't want to give it a score yet, but it's looking good. It's looking good. And another game that I've been sort of playing again is Battlefield 4 since I'm kind of excited for the new Battlefield coming out and I wanted to play some Battlefield. Battlefield 4 is still very active. Like there's tons of servers. I think you guys probably heard that they... Uh, EA had to add some more official servers recently because of the surge after the announcement. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
game still plays great. There's I haven't come across any cheaters or hackers, so I think it's still really solid community. Um, the maps still feel great. There's actually like because I think at some point they gave away Battlefield or it gave it away for like really cheap, like five bucks or something, where you can buy Battlefield 4 and the entire DLC collection. Um, all the maps, uh, I'm still like coming across new maps that I've never played before. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Now it's a night map. And, you know, it, it really still feels like a very fresh game for me, even though I think I remember playing it on the PS3 way back in the day, but I didn't have all the DLC maps back then. So yeah, uh, still playing that. I, I think it hasn't really aged at all. The graphics still look fine. You know, uh, the netcode in this game is far superior than like Battlefield 3, so it feels great playing online still. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about it. It's an old game, so yeah. it's just something I've been keeping busy with. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. It's still a fun game to play. Like I remember I got that like launch PS4 and like it, it still held up for me at least like i i still go back and play that every so often but i'm trying to remember was there just multiple mm -hmm. environments in that one i don't think there were there was no levolution stuff but there there are some destructible environments yeah okay so that's something i always miss especially like bad company those games were so much fun they definitely oh played. i loved Bad company too they yeah need, they need to make more of yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Adam. Yeah, Adam. What have you been playing? Let's do Adam. Yeah. So I um, well, I recently got my hands on a PS5, so I've been playing mostly on that. Um, and two games that I was playing on PS4 that I've been playing the kind of upgraded versions of now is Jedi Fallen Order being one, mm -hmm. and uh, also been playing Days Gone. Uh, I got both of those on like the Days of Play sales. Uh, and I have to say, like, the upgrades are very, like, noticeable. Like, both of those games running at 60 frames per second and with HDR support, like, it's um, it's very smooth. Um, a lot of fun. Um, it's like Fallen Order. Like, it's... Uh, I you know I I'm not I'm 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 not a huge fan of everything that the new kind of Disney Star Wars has done, but this is I, I do like this better than kind of some of the most of the movies they put out. Um, and I it, it kind of reminds me of the Force Awakens a bit, but I, I wish there were more like Force powers. Like uh, you can really basically push things away or just pull things towards you. Mm. But uh, the lightsaber combat's pretty nice. Um, it, it, sometimes fighting the creatures isn't that great like the the some of the creatures seem pretty overpowered and like even though you're trying to dodge and or run like or to block like it really just makes no difference like they're just going to hit you and no matter what you do mm. um but it's more fun when you're just slicing up stormtroopers or blocking their 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 laser beams and stuff like that mm. uh, days gone is fun just to like run around and kill zombies um especially like the hordes in there like they're they're quite challenging um they're basically they're just like these massive hordes of zombies that kind of fight as a pack um and i i've, I've only taken down two of those so far um and you really feel like you've accomplished something when you take one down like you really need a lot of like to stock up on like molotovs and grenades and ammunition um but it, it's fun because you have to kind of strategize with the environment of how you're gonna 
kind of trap these things or pick them off because you can't just take them on all at once. Um, the story is okay. Like it's uh, it, like it, it, it doesn't really, the story is not going to compare to something like the last of us, which was also like a zombie game. Mm. Like um, that was just like very emotional. And I thought the pacing was well done, but this, this is a little more generic, a little more cliche, but it, it's kind of, it's just a fun game to, you know, just spend some time in just kind of, as I said, running around killing zombies kind of as a pastime. Um, also, I guess another one I played, which I really didn't have any expectations for, but it came with the PS5 for free, was the Astros Playroom. Um, mm. And I was really pleasantly surprised by that game. Um, it, like, it honestly, it's, it might be one of the best games I played this year, which is like, <laughs> well, I can't believe I'm saying that, but it, it's kind of like Super Mario um, in how it's uh, set up, but uh, it really shows off, I think, the capabilities of the DualSense controller, um, and it really makes me wish a lot more games utilized uh, the DualSense more. Mm. Um, like, there's things that the DualSense can do that I didn't even know. Like, um, for example, there's one level where it's, like, raining, and you can actually feel, like, the individual raindrops, like, across the DualSense controller in your hand. Mm. And it's, like, it's just really impressive like that. Um and a lot of games, just unfortunately, they just kind of do the standard, like, you know, your controller vibrates when something's happening. But really opened my eyes, like, it could be a lot more immersive, the kind of capabilities of it. Yeah. Um, and you also get to kind of collect all these, like, artifacts, which are, like, basically all the Sony products, that PlayStation products that have come out in the past. Um, so in a way, it's, I get to keep a kind of virtual embodiment of my PS4, even though I traded in my physical uh -huh. PS4. So it's nice that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've also been playing, uh, I guess the PS Plus monthly game was uh, A Plague Tale Innocence. Mm. Um, and this, it's a really dark game, but uh, I mean, obviously it's in the middle of a plague, uh, but it, it's really well done. I think in, like the story is well done and you, you're kind of, uh, you play as an older sister who's looking after the younger brother who has an illness. And it, it's really well, it, like, it's it's not really a burden at all to be taking care of this kind of second companion character. Like, they, they do a good job of the dialogue between them and how you have to tell him to kind of stay or go and do things while you distract guards and kind of sneak around them. Um, one One thing that's a little creepy to playing it is like there's a bunch of rats in the game um and you will feel like the rats with the dual sense like <laughs> they're all crawling around just a little like gets under cool. your skin a bit like um but it's and they're they're yeah they it's quite overwhelming where you just see like there's like a sea of rats and they're kind of scared of fire so you have to kind of either have a torch or maybe like a stick on fire will only burn for so long so you have to get to another point quickly Mm -hmm. um but it's very dark uh really well written story um and really immersive like the graphics are really really nice on it mm. uh, but in terms of gameplay you basically just have like a slingshot that you can like throw throw rocks at things to distract people or there, there's a bit of combat like you can nail someone right in the head kind of like david and goliath and knock him down okay mm. um but besides that, yeah, you're pretty much just throwing things and sneaking around people. It's more such a stealth game. Nice. Um, 
I've also, then the last one I got was uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I got that one too. I hadn't played that. I played the original uh, Spider-Man um, and I platinum that one on PS4. Uh, so I was excited for this. And I have to say that Miles Morales is much cooler than Peter Parker is. <laughs> <laughs> Just in terms of the suits and like the soundtrack and like, even his swinging style is different. Like he's a little more loose and the flips oh. that he does, like it's, it's much more kind of personalized to Miles Morales. And I, I really like that. Okay. Um, like there's a lot of the same kind of like, Oh, there's a bunch of these like things around the city and you have to go collect them all or do all these challenges. That's uh, it, it's a little overwhelming. Like how much time am I going to spend doing all this? But it's actually not like as you're swinging through the city and one comes up, like you'll, I'll do it. And it doesn't feel as burdensome, burdensome as it felt in the original Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's maybe just kind of the style factor. And it's a bit, the graphics are a bit more upgraded. It just, it, it, it makes it feel a bit, all a bit more smooth. Okay. Uh, the story though is all very predictable. Um, and especially if you've seen like into the Spider-Verse and kind of know, miles morales's story like you know like when he finds out who the prowler is and stuff it's really not a big surprise at all it's so there's that but gameplay's fun um the next one i'm going to play which haven't played yet is returnal also i have added that to my library and i'll probably play that this afternoon so i'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to that because i've heard good things about it yeah Um, i like that it's very difficult though (laughs) so yeah. They do some good stuff with the uh, dual sense in that one as well. I think you'll you'll appreciate it. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, I am looking forward to it. That should be good. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Nice, cool. Well, I guess that uh, wraps up this episode. We'll, uh, I'm sure, Jamie and I will have more thoughts on Skyward Sword HD next time. Let's play it a little more. So. Yeah. Back on that, and uh, yeah, who knows what Nuzlocke challenge L- Lucas will do next? <laughs> Maybe he'll Nuzlocke all the Nuzlocke life itself. Um, cool. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.